0: my name is dr tk and on this podcast show we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the ceo of your business and life i am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven figure digital product business and doing what i love now i believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, welcome back everybody to the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. We are doing another epic business edition and we have another special guest. And so I want to introduce everybody um, to Chanel McCord. She is back on the podcast. She was on it, I think, a year or a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, but what I decided to do per the intro is do a where are they now? Because I know that when we have our events, whether it's virtual or online or we showcase our clients most therapists hear about like where the therapist started and what they're currently doing, mm-hmm. but sometimes you never get the opportunity unless you see them at an event. You never hear about where they are now, like what they've done so that yeah. you can see, you know, the action. So welcome Chanel back to the podcast. Yay,
1: super excited to be here.
0: <laughs> yes. So let's update everybody. And for those who are not familiar with you, if you can do a brief intro, licensure states your license in and who do you serve?
1: Absolutely. So I am Chanel McCord. I am the CEO and Clinical Director of Oasis Wellness Group uh, here in the state of New Jersey. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I'm also an approved clinical supervisor. And so my population that I serve is Black and brown communities, specifically working with people who are looking to find fulfillment in their life after healing from trauma. Because oftentimes we think that, okay, once I've healed from trauma, you know, I'm good to go. But the reality is I found that a lot of clients help from trauma and it's like, now what? And so I come in to fill that gap of the now what and helping them to find fulfillment in their life afterwards. And so, yeah, I work with um, Black men and women, super excited about that. Um, and mm-hmm. I also provide clinical supervision because my heart in this field is to train up the next generation of therapists.
0: That's good. That's good. Okay. So we, we got a lot of stuff going on here. So let me Part, right, some of it, right? So we're in New Jersey. You have a group practice. Did you start off with a solo practice first?
1: I did. I started off in solo practice. And then when the pandemic hit, I expanded to group practice because my caseload just blew up.
0: Okay. So let's pause there for a second. So mm-hmm. we're in the season of doing like a streams of income boot camp. Depending mm-hmm. on when people watch this, it may already have happened, but some replays may still be available. Right. Group practice is per that boot camp an like, actual bonus that I'm going to give them mm. um, probably on day three, I think, because it's one that probably a lot of people are interested in, but I find right. that a lot of clinicians, and we've seen it even in the mastermind, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, like, oh, I want to get into group practice. And I'm like, why? And most of the answers are, oh, passive income. And I'm like, is it really passive? Right? <laughs> you <know>? right. <laughs> yeah. right. <So> can <laughs> you share an overall picture to the clinician seeking to either start or expand their group practice, like what is it really like the good, the bad and the ugly?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I would say you have to know that you know that you know that you know that you wanna do group practice, right? Because it's one thing when you're responsible for yourself It's a whole other thing. When you start a group practice, you start an enterprise, right? When you're working by yourself, you can take care of your billing, you can answer the calls and all of that stuff. When you start group practice, you're starting an enterprise. And so I had to quickly learn to pivot to not just supervise myself. I had to learn quickly to make sure my systems were right so that my therapist knew, you know, how I do things and how I want things done. And then getting administrative help, you like, it's not passive income, um, because there is a lot of work that comes along with it, right? You don't just sit back and make money. Like, there's a lot of follow up, making sure that, you know, the marketing by itself, like, Marketing by itself is a whole job in group practice, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure that not just me, I have the clients of my niche, but also what are the niches of my therapists, right? What are they good at and helping them to find those clients? So I did it because I knew that I wanted to have a group practice, but it was, we hit a time where it was just like, okay, this is super beneficial. I had like 60 people on my wait list and I was like, wow. this is ridiculous. Like, I had a huge wait list and I was like, this is ridiculous. There's no sense in making all of these these people wait when they need help. And so I was able to pivot quickly during that time. However, I also love it. in the fact that because I have group practice, I was able to pull back a little bit from doing the one on one therapy to focus on these other streams. Like mm-hmm. now I can literally say I have several streams that. Are in play and are making money all at the same time because now I'm not the only one focused on serving these clients um, and now that my system's is straight, like everything is kind of just running itself at this point mm-hmm. where I don't have to be as hands on um, just to make sure that things are running behind the scenes. But it took me four years to get there.
0: I was gonna mm-hmm. ask you how long because some people even hear that and they're like, "Oh, so like a year?" and I'm like, "It depends on your leadership capabilities. Mm-hmm. It depends on your bandwidth. It depends on your ability to." When I say investing yourself, I'm not. I don't want people to hear, "Oh, that just means she's saying join the culture program." No, no, no. Right. What I mean by that is, you mentioned hashtag systems, and everybody know. Mm-hmm. I talk about systems all day mm-hmm. long before I mention coaching. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, yeah. if you don't have the systems, you don't have. It's a real. It's real. You know? So it yeah. took you four years yeah. to like get. And that's only place.
1: because I was able to leave my job in mm-hmm. 21. So I was able to step into it full time because I'm going to be honest, if I was still working full time, I probably would still be in the building phase trying to get all of that stuff together. Mm -hmm. But because I was able to walk away from my job, I was able to focus in 100 percent on making this happen.
0: Okay, so in your practice, do you have pre-licensed or licensed therapists or both?
1: So both, both, both of my therapists started off as pre-licensed. And then one of them just last year got her a clinical license and she decided to stay on and not just stay on, but she became full-time in a practice. Yay.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And then do you, I know you mentioned marketing. So are there caseloads like slowly building? Are they full? Like what are their caseloads look like?
1: So they're actually full. Everybody is full where they are right now, which is really nice. And yeah, so we just kind of are starting a wait list. Like I was able to graduate a lot of clients out, so I'm taking more on. And I'm actively hiring now too, because I feel like I'm in a good space now to be able to bring on more clinicians. So I'm working Mm -hmm. on even expanding that. And I got approved to um, provide intensive and community services through the Mm -hmm. state. So I'm also working on getting that program up, which I'll be able to hire a whole host of pre-licensed and master's level clinicians for that program. Mm
0: -hmm. So let me just um, highlight this again. To the people who are listening or watching Um, what Chanel is talking about is running a marathon, not a sprint. So, again, going back to the why a clinician can say, I'm tired of one on one. I want to maximize my time, which is fine. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want to open a group. It's fine, too. What is your why? She is she's a great teacher. Right. Um, she said that in her intro. She's a clinical supervisor. That also comes with a level level of leadership and also coaching. I just want mm-hmm. people to hear that because mm-hmm. when you have a team member or team members, you should be constantly coaching them, not just telling them like stuff or you should be never talking to your talking at your team, right? You know, but it should be a collaborative process. But I love how you explain the four-year journey of not just building systems and understanding your why, but also. Making sure that your systems were good for honestly a smaller amount of people, right? Versus trying to hire five people from the get because you're responsible for five other whole
1: yeah. people, you know? people. <laughs> people,
0: people, okay? okay. Out the kinks they with you for the ride because once they licensed and still stayed with you, right? right? And now, what's nice is you can take all the ups and downs that you've learned from during that period. Mm-hmm. But now you're going to go faster because you know what to do. Exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. Right. Everything is built now. So like I said, now I feel like I can add clinicians and then it's just a process, you know, just going through the process exactly. So
0: yeah, Yeah. So let's shift to then collaboration. So we have group practice pop in. We yeah. have clinicians caseloads. Great. You can tell yourself how many clients you want or not mm-hmm. or hire some more people. Right. You also it sounds like I got funding from another resource, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So it sounds like your streams of income. This is my joke on the streams of income bootcamp. They, stream <laughs> they, stream. <laughs> they stream streaming. The streams right. stream streaming. The streams streaming. told me that. She was like, I was told that if you ain't making money, they not streaming. They are streaming. That's Listen. <laughs> right. So collaboration. So I know that you've been in our community for, well, it was like four years or whatever, but mm-hmm. you were in our mastermind for a few years too. What did you see as a graduate? Because some people saw y'all in it, but again, right. where are they now? When you walked away from the mastermind, what did you walk away with? And I want you to talk about tangible and intangible.
1: So tangibly, I walked away with a community. You know, many of, we're still in contact. Uh, We actually have planned on the books. We have a CEO retreat coming up in July. We are going to Jamaica, a group of Mm. us are going to Jamaica, you know? So I walked away with a community, you know, being in private practice, be a group or not is a very lonely um, venture, right? You don't have colleagues necessarily or people who understand, like I could talk to my husband, but he don't really get it. Like, you know, so being able to have a group of bosses that I can reach out to. like, we still have relationship. We still texting each other every once in a while. So I think the community and other people who were still holding each other accountable to business goals, because accountability is everything. Intangibly, when I graduated, if if I can be honest, I was was on the fence, right? I was on the fence because I was just like, Am I ready? But then I started to think about what I tell my clients when they're on the fence from graduating from therapy. Mm-hmm. Like at some point, it becomes a crutch for you to not go out there and actually do the things. Right. And so I remember after I graduated, around about January we start, and I was just like, oh, snap, I don't have my meetings with TK. So I was just like, all right, so what am I, you know, like what am I do? and it forced me to do the things, and I started to sit down and think, like, okay, now I have to do the things, like I have the skills, I have the knowledge, like I can do this. And so it forced me into a position of okay, now get out there and do the things. You you know systems, continue to work on mm-hmm. it. Not because okay, you graduated, it's over, the program is over, you complete it, but making sure that I continue moving on, and I can honestly say, because I'm doing the things, you know, I'm now hitting those 10K months.
0: Yay. Mm -hmm. No, I I mean, I love that. And I love the... I love tangible, but I really love intangible because those are the things that stay mm-hmm. with us. And even with a community, that's that falls on both sides because you have a sisterhood. Right. You can do physical activities together. You can be online and on the phone.
1: Right. But also,
0: you know that you have an extra set of support. And Absolutely. I love, as therapists, we relate it to therapy because what do we tell group private you know, uh, practice mm-hmm. clients, right? right? The goal of being in a group is not just to learn the curriculum if there is one exactly. and that process. Right. It's really about you seeing that you're not the only one to really... Um, connect with other people, even if it's just one person and, you know, you help each other along the way. Yeah. And I want to insert this and I don't really push this a lot, but I will say, and you know, we've talked, I think we talked about it mm-hmm. at the July mastermind last year in New York. And then it carried over to the graduation is that I, you know, I always tell my community, I will tell you things that a lot of coaches will never, ever tell you at right. all. And they have their reasons for it. And I'm just different and it's okay. Mm-hmm. One of the things I will tell our students, which was last year is some people, not all, need to take an implementation year, right? Mm-hmm. And you know who you are. And when we talk one-on-one, I will tell you, I don't know if the implementation year is right for you right now. Because right. some people will take that as, they'll look at like things like finances and things like that. I'm like, no, 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 look at where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But more than half of y'all, though, I'm like, you need an implementation year, meaning you need Absolutely. that time to prove to yourself. Yeah. That you can do it. I'm sure my voice is in your head. If it ain't, just go watch a Instagram <laughs> video. You know. Right, you know right, like it, right. hey. <laughs> but I love how you say it. The intangible piece of you left with a lot of resources. But what do we talk about all the time? Mindset first, resources second. Yeah. You can have all the strategies in the world, but are you resourceful? Exactly. That's what we talked about in that July mastermind because yeah. at a point yeah. it's going to come to an end.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and I will say that, like, I can honestly say I love the the counseling. I love the coaching and the community and stuff like that. But I've seen myself. I see the results of it now because I'm taking the time to mm-hmm. focus on making it happen. You know, exactly. um, and it is a difference. There's a huge difference in how yeah. my business looks now, even from when we ended in November.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the goal. So I really want people to hear that because one is. She's different, and people that I bring on this podcast are different. What I mean by that is that they first took the initial step, and it may not have been easy for all, but they took mm-hmm. the initial leap of faith and bet on themselves, right? Because right. that's not hard as people who already pay for school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Different. So <laughs> you know you did that, but then we create this. I don't want to say the word. Well, it could happen though. I'm not saying that we've had it mm-hmm. in ECM, but I know that it can happen in coaching programs. I've seen it. Codependency, right? Yeah so one of the ways that I know that I set it up for our alumni, and this is really where I'm telling people you got to learn how to be your own business owner, you know, best version of yourself. Yeah. So what did I tell y'all? I'm like, you know, I email y'all like once a quarter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I have going on, you know, because right. everybody don't open up all emails or whatever. Right. And if you know that you're in a place where you need additional support for a booster, because that's what we tell our therapy clients, right. then you go to the booster. If you don't, you keep implementing, right? right? Just make sure that you're using that time to show it for yourself. So I love, love, love. I'm going to start doing more. Right, <laughs> Where are they now? Because it also really shows that whatever was happening actually worked, but sometimes everybody, we can't see it until we remove that thing. And so I need y'all to have more confidence. So collaboration on steroids at this point, let's talk about what I've been seeing on Instagram. What is happening yeah. in The next week or month or something?
1: Yeah. So actually, on Saturday, I am hosting my first conference. I'm so super excited. This was something like I, this was something I had been talking with you about for a while. Like, I want to have an event. I want to have an event. I want to have an event. And for whatever reason, I was like scared out my mind to have an event. I was like, nobody's going to come. What am I going to do? I like planning for all the pieces or whatever. And one day I had my own come to Jesus moment. And I sat down with my team and I was like, listen, y'all. It is time past due that we have an event. And literally, I don't... Su- okay, so disclaimer, I don't suggest anybody do this. We pulled this off in two months. Listen, I don't suggest anybody do this.
0: No, if you if you have the bandwidth, but well, I want everybody to hear everything you had already said and done. Yeah. So that, yeah. to me, the difference is that... And you you do have the tools because yeah. we've talked about... It. I mean, you have the tools. Just because you yeah. don't do it at yeah. that moment don't mean you ain't got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so-
1: Yeah. And so I sat down with my team and I was like, you know, let's do something. And so, you know, I went out and I for me, it was going out. I found it. Once I locked in the venue, I was like, that's it. We're having an event. Like I can't back out now. And what was awesome about it and trying to figure out, okay, how do we execute? I already had, I literally already had a group of speakers. Like, it was just a matter of just asking people, you know, I already mm-hmm. had people around me who, whether it was from church or the community, ECM or whatever the case is, and it was just a matter of, I know what my theme is, let me find people that I know that I can speak to this. And it was awesome because also along with that, um, they were able to bring near people for the conference. You know, I mm-hmm. had a goal, I hit my goal of how many people I wanted to actually register mm-hmm. for the conference, you know? Um, so... It was scary. But at the same time, when I sat back and looked at it, I remember saying to my past, I was talking to her about it. I was just like, it almost feels weird because I almost felt like it was it was too easy. Like, you know, like I'm like, OK, oh, I was like, you I was, was like, scared. Yeah. Yeah. do it. I was, like, this, I was like, this happened, but I'm sitting down looking around like, all right, what's going to pop up? What's going to pop off? Because mm-hmm. it just, it flowed well. Like I had my budgeting sheet. I knew exactly what I needed to charge in order to hit the numbers. I knew what I could do, what I needed to pull back on, you know? I even got, you know, a massage school to collaborate with me okay. in terms of their students needed hours. And I wanted, to provide che- I wanted to provide chair massages. And it's just like, well, we need hours so we can come in and do this for free, mm-hmm. you know, like type of thing. So I was just like, okay, well, I want to tip them. So I added a little something on extra on top of registration. So the resources, like just looking for the resources out there and not assuming that they're like people won't or people can't or whatever the case is, you know, mm-hmm. so literally just tapping into my community is what made this event happen and like I said I was just able to point on people like hey I know you talk about this I, I know you did this and I've seen so many events like I was the event coordinator at my church my pastor ran events mm-hmm. and you know don't be surprised if you see some TK sprinkles you know <laughs> on my conference and stuff like that we're definitely walking out to theme songs and all of that like there's definitely going to be all of a whole that.
0: line dance <laughs>
1: Exactly. actually we're having a line dance party at the end You know, so just I think my pastor would say all the time, and this is one of the things that's most important to me. I am big on investing to be in the room. Mm -hmm. And one of the things my pastor said to me all the time, some things are caught and not taught. Mm, And for me being in the community, being ECM, um, seeing how you run events, even like I'm I'm still low-key stalking you on Instagram and all of that or high-key, however you want to say it. But for me, I catch a lot of things. Like Mm -hmm. you can teach me things and I'm going to pick those things up, but I watch people and I catch things. And when I catch things, one thing that I'm not afraid to do is duplicate what works, not plagiarizing, not stealing people's Mm -hmm. stuff. But if I see that there's a model that works, it's a lot of times we try to reinvent the wheel. Why are we trying to reinvent the wheel when you have a model that works, that you can follow it and tell it to be your own? And so that's what I've been doing. I've been Mm -hmm. following. You know, my pastor is another one of my coaches. Mm -hmm. She has a model of how she does things, you know. And so I literally had people around me that I was able to just pull from in order to make it happen. And now I can finally say I'm having my first annual event and we've already planned next year. It's like we're ready to take registration for next year's event. And that's it.
0: Because of so the model. We got an event. Let, let me recap. We got an event. <laughs> We've got a CEO retreat out of the country. We'll pass. Yes, ma'am. Jamaica. And then we also have full caseloads of clinicians in the group practice ready mm-hmm. to hire more. Okay. Exactly. So everybody probably gonna be fired up when they listen to this and/or watch this. And I would encourage people to watch it just to see our flow, right? However, there are going to be a few that doubt they get they can get to where you are. So mm. I'm going to add a little twist in here. If you were to meet Chanel four years ago, Mm. what would you tell her to help her understand that she's on the right path? Because she's self-doubting herself. She has limiting beliefs. She may Mm -hmm. not want to invest in herself, whether it's being in the room, whether it's paid or free, getting additional help, asking for help. What would you share with her?
1: Uh, The first thing that came to mind was alignment. I had to get aligned with what you know that you know that you know is in you and your passions. Because for me, like when I talk about the streams, right, and I have a couple of other things that I'm doing, but it's all aligned within my passions. So none of it feels hard. None of it seems like work. I'm excited to show up for it. And so there was a time when I was building to this point where I wasn't excited because I didn't know what my niche was. I didn't know where I was aligned. I didn't necessarily know what I love to do. And so you have to find your alignment and then chase the dream because so many people try to chase the dream and they're not aligned so it's like what dream whose dream are you chasing and then you waste so much time going after something that was never meant for you when you know that you're passionate about this over here you're good at this over here and so for me it was I would say to Chanel get aligned get aligned stop trying to do all of the things and find the thing and get aligned with that because when I found the thing literally everything else found me Like literally when I, when I got like, my, my speaking. I love to do that. Then mm-hmm. I can do that. And when I started doing that, people were coming after me. People wanted me to um, do co- coach them. People were asking me, where's the book and stuff like that. So literally the things came to me because I got aligned with that one thing. And mm-hmm. now I'm able to branch off with my streams. I got my book club, you know, coaching program. I got my events. I'm speaking, I'm counseling. I got group practice and all of that because I got aligned.
0: That's good. I got aligned. That's good. You said something and I I was having a conversation with my human designs coach uh, Mm -hmm. last week and we were talking about just like the progression of specifically the mastermind because I was telling her like, oh, you know, I do these. Well, she knew I do the VIP ones Mm -hmm. like I was doing in Vegas and stuff. And I'm like, it's really to give people a sneak peek because I, I really don't even think that a lot of therapists even truly understand what masterminding is until they're in the room. And usually it mm-hmm. takes probably two or three of them for them to really understand like, oh, this is not a classroom. True. Just yeah. per based off the feedback that I even got from our program, like last mm-hmm. year, remember we did like peer stuff and some of the students are like, wait, I wanted to hear from you more. And I'm like, that actually isn't the definition of a mastermind. Right. You're right. not in a classroom. If you want to do right. that, I could just like go back to a college <laughs> like yeah. and, and teach. Yeah. No yeah. shade, but I'm like, that is not a mastermind. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to specifically speak to there was one particular stream and I know you've tried it and it's clearly like blossomed, right? Because you just launched a a conference, right? Mm -hmm. But launching a product or service Mm -hmm. is not a joke. And some people, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say what you just said. Um, When I I was talking to my human designs coach, she was like, it's something about what you're talking about that like you, you don't even look aligned. And I'm like, I think I know what it is. It's like the light bulb went off. And I said, I can actually take my last year's cohort. I said, I was so, so proud of them at the end of last year and they were tired. Right. And she was like, Why were you so proud of them? I said, Because those, most of them were with me the previous year. And I went through like the sequence of y'all, email marketing is important or text Mm -hmm. marketing is important. Mm -hmm. And they were like, It is, but I get to it, you know, kind of thing. And so (laughs) I was like, I'm going to take some stuff seriously. But, you know, y'all were doing y'all clinical stuff Mm -hmm. because that was. Y'all nature, you know yep. what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. that's why I feel comfortable. And then it wasn't until year two that I actually saw the bulk of those who weren't doing group practice or who already had a stabilize. Y'all were like, "All right, I'm ready to launch, launch now. Like, yeah. let's launch, launch specifically digital, yeah. Products, yeah, right, yeah." And some people will go backward, as you mentioned, and say, "I want the results of serving a lot of people, so I can get a lot of money," not recognizing that. You got to feel a line throughout that whole process because mm-hmm. that's a whole marathon, even if you can do it in eight weeks. Right. Exactly. So what can you share with therapists, the good, the bad or the ugly or mm-hmm. all <laughs> mm-hmm. in relation to. You come from a clinical space, you know how to get clients and do paperwork, but launching a product that's mm-hmm. totally separate from your niche. I mean, not niche per se, but like how you show up as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share with them just a little bit about like what that
1: process is? for Yeah, real? I'm still figuring out the whole launch thing. Right. Um, Because I think, you know, one thing you will always teach us is rinse and repeat. And mm-hmm. that's that's where I'm at now. And I think when you watch somebody do it, It looks easy. It looks doable. It looks like, okay, I can just do this. But you don't realize how many steps behind the scenes it takes to get to what you see on that screen when we're finally putting it out there. And, And here's the reality. Even when we put it out there, we're still working behind the scenes trying to make sure that stuff is right, the king's being worked out or whatever the case is. And so with the whole launch process, I'm grateful that I did. I did launch um, a product under you, which was my book club at the time, because it really showed me the sequence of steps that I need to take mm-hmm. to build interest. You know what I'm saying? The the marketing, like I, I still have my my write up of like, okay, oh. this week we're going to do this, and then we're going to do that or whatever. And that has tremendously helped me because it's like sometimes we'll just put together a flyer and we'll put it out there, and we think, oh, okay, I have a program, but what are people walking into, you know, not thinking about stuff, okay, payment. How is payment going to happen? You know, if they're doing a payment plan versus they're paying full, do you have a system that can cover payment plans or am I going to have to manually go in every month and click, Mm -hmm. okay, send them another invoice. Is it automatic? Automations for all of that, right? Making sure that your automations are right. Like, okay, when I say cart is closing, is my system set up to automatically take it down or do I got to be up at 11.59 PM to make sure like, you know, so like (laughs) all of these things, right? Making sure the graphics are, right your mark your marketing makes a difference i literally one of my um good sister friends she's a brand strategist and marketer Mm. she had a workshop last night and you know she was just teaching us different ins and outs and we were just talking about she was just like i don't care how good your expertise is and how good your event is if your flyer is trash if what you're putting out to the world is trash and it is what it is i'm not coming Mm. like you're like your marketing doesn't you you're talking about an event for mother's day but it's a brick wall in the background with all these bold letters and these dark colors. I'm not coming because I think it's I'm your cover out.
0: letter. It exactly. is your, think about it as your cover letter. Exactly. And if you know anything about employers, deep, deep in behind Come scenes, on. employers will tell you. They will trash a good resume and not look at it clearly because the cover letter is trash or you didn't take the time to even create one.
1: Exactly. And all of these things matter like that. That's the one thing I want to tell people like these things matter. Like you. Yes, you can go on Canva and probably throw something together yourself. But unless you're graphically inclined, you want to pay for those things. Right. Here's the other side of it. When you're launching, you don't think about all the things that you're paying for behind the scenes. You Mm got to pay for systems. You got to pay for marketing. You got to pay for the materials and stuff like that. So it's not just planning on launching an event so that I can make money off of this event. Like, you got to know your numbers. That's like with my conference, and I had to sit down and do that Mm -hmm. budget sheet. When you're launching an event, you need to sit down and like, okay, this is how much it's going to cost me for graphics. If I plan on doing ads, you know, on Facebook and Instagram, this is what it's going to be, because all of that makes a difference, right? And include it in your pricing of your program. Like, there are so many steps to launch in that we don't even, and those are just the steps I know about, right? Mm -hmm. I don't even, like there's some steps that I'm sure that I've missed, but what I did learn is that some of now some of my my systems have gotten easier, right? Because I did it, now when I have my conference, I can launch my book club again because now Mm -hmm. my systems are right. Now it's just a matter of making sure that the flight, you know what I'm saying? It's like once you do it, it becomes easier to do it and eventually Mm -hmm. it becomes automatic, but Mm -hmm. you have to get to the eventually place. And some of us want to start from the eventually place and we're not there yet. And so launching is is deep. Like that's a whole coaching program in and of itself, y'all. Like launching is real deep, you know? So make sure that you take your time with it and that you're invested in the process because the worst thing is to launch and you put all that work in and then it just flops. Mm-hmm. Like that is one of the worst things in the world. So you just want to make sure that you have the proper guidance and you really understand what this means. And you're not just throwing a, a something on a flyer and saying, I have this program because mm-hmm. it's so much more than that.
0: You better preach. Listen. OK, I, I, I'm going to pull it all together with alignment because you, you said a lot of things that were awesome. But I, I keep going mm-hmm. back to the word that you use yeah. and like the whole uh, marathon is that people have shiny object syndrome. And I really just wanted you to share Briefly, an overview about the good, mm-hmm. the bad, and the ugly about launching, because people are really married to the re- to the outcome, but not really married to the steps.
1: That's good,
0: um, and not being able to see all the things um, behind the scenes. But one thing that I will say again that sets you aside from somebody who's just going to be watching and be like, "Oh, okay, I'm just going to launch it anyway," or mm-hmm. or oh, it just won't keep working if I keep doing it the way I'm doing it." Right? Is that you? Ha- and you said something else earlier, so I'm going to pull that word out to the word pivot. Mm-hmm. So you launched a product; it did whatever it did. And then you were like, maybe I got to pause, but my heart is still there. But mm-hmm. it's, maybe it's not the right season. Maybe I got to take some time to work out things in the background. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this because, again, when they see people, I'm gonna say like myself, people follow me, I can launch a DTA program over and over again. But until you realize it's like my 17th launch, and come that's on. come from webinars, people not come showing on. up, me paying for Facebook ads and nobody buying. You know, you don't hear about those things. You just hear about the six figure launches or the fifty thousand dollar event or whatever it is, right? And so you want to make sure that if something is not working, it's not your sign to give up. It just may not be the season for you to publicize it because you need to do more work behind the scenes. But you were able to take your emotional motivation to what you did and how you showed up in that launch and say, oh, well, what I did is possible regardless of the results. Exactly. I'm going to take all that energy because I know it's possible. But my energy right now in this season is seeing conference. You feel me? So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and have this yeah. conference and apply rinse and repeat. Exactly. The exact same stages that it takes to launch, because that doesn't change the stages of a launch.
1: Exactly.
0: And now you're just going to, like you do, you're going to rinse and repeat the conference now, but you're still a like, leg up because you've launched something already. That's what I'm trying to right. tell people. Right. Just right. get out of your own way, bet on yourself, and just do it. I'd rather you fail and mm-hmm. try. Mm hmm then literally go to the grave saying, I wish I should have, I was just putting it off for another year. And then you pass up all these experiences and honestly, you hella selfish because you're not there to be at a conference and serve all these people that were there or were supposed to be there at your conference. You and, know.
1: you know, I would definitely say to DTA students and ECM students in particularly, make sure that you take advantage of being in a program where you're in a program and do some of this stuff while you have guidance and eyes on it. Because that, for me, was what made a difference. Like, I was able to sit down and go through the launch processes with you. And you were able to tell me, no, that's trash. Don't do that. You <laughs> know. I don't
0: feel like that, y'all. Right, right.
1: Well, that's that's how I heard it in my mind. That's how I interpreted it who right.
0: like, you know, because some people be hearing me be like, is that really how she's talking?
1: <laughs> right. She didn't really say that. But in my mind, that's what yeah. I need to hear. Right. But making sure that you take advantage of that while you are getting the coaching and why you are a part of the community, because mm-hmm. that was what really helped me. It was just like, OK, I had guidance on this. So at least I know that my skeleton is right,
0: right. now,
1: you know, adding my pieces and my touches on it, my skeleton was right. It's so uncomfortable to have a skeleton that, you know, is not right. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I know this is not right, but I know my skeleton is right. And so now when I did it, the conference, you know, spoke for itself. You know, I had a goal, hit my goal of how many people I wanted there, you know, and different things like that. So take advantage of the coaching that you're getting, Mm -hmm. Um, make sure that you know what what it is that you want to work on. You know, one of the things I love um, that TK would do is know what is the one thing that we are working on this quarter? like the one thing, you know what I'm saying? And just being mindful of that and then go all in on that thing mm-hmm. um, because I was able to do that um, last year. It really helped me to put the pieces of the puzzle together for what I'm doing now that I'm not mm-hmm. in the program.
0: Yeah, Look, so uh, wait, before I wrap up, I'm like, you'd be saying so many great things. <laughs> I like to break stuff down into layman's terms for mental health providers. So Chanel just talked about the skeleton, right? Right. So let's just put it into psycho babble for us from school. Like I'm gonna be your professor today. So in order for all the students to do their homework, the first day of the class, the professor has to provide what? A syllabus.
1: Jesus.
0: Right. But when I give you the syllabus, the skeleton, I need you to go home and read the chapters. Mm-hmm. You gotta log into the portal. I I'm, I'm <laughs> hope I'm speaking everybody language yeah, you listen yeah. and you're watching, right? Mm-hmm. You have to log into the portal. You also have to do the work because when you come to class in four more weeks after a few lectures, right? AKA coaching sessions or group sessions, yep. whatever. And you ask questions. Now you also got to take this thing called a test. Yeah, I can't take the test for you. Your test is launching the thing and getting out of your way to see yeah. the results. And if you don't like the results and they're trash to you, I usually, and I literally have told my college students, if you don't like your fucking grade, I don't say it like, <laughs> but if you don't like your grade, <laughs> right. study harder. Yep. go do it again. I got another test for you in two weeks. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? right. Right. you want to keep failing. You either need to drop the class, a.k.a. close your business because you can't even get the degree, a.k.a. get all these successes yep. in your business. Yep. You can't get the degree if you don't get the credit and what they saw last year was the credit, whether it was what they deem, because I deem every launch that the first time you finish is a success. Like, right, right. You, you, did listen, like you did it, listen, you did it, exactly. That's all I needed to see. And that's what going back to my human design in closing, she was like, why are you look so proud? And I was laughing, I said, because they was tired. And she was Come like, on. is that your goal to make them tired? I said, no, that was not my goal. My goal was to make sure that they finished. Come but on. I, I can only ask them to finish. I can only give them the tools they have to go finish, though. And exactly. I feel like a lot of them woke up because some of them realized, oh, this is for me. Mm-hmm. And then some of them realized, yeah, the launch thing is cool, but this digital product was cute. Um, um. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I'm going to use this knowledge
1: yeah,
0: and rinse and repeat it to something else. Exactly. exactly. So. Where can they go find out about you? Because probably by the time they hear this episode, your conference would have already happened, but it sounds like you're about to re-up and open up some doors for another one. So yes, where are they going to find you? And then we'll link it up in the show notes.
1: Yeah, so I am on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Oasis Wellness Group. I am also dabbling in TikTok at Oasis Wellness Group. Um. So you can you can find me on those platforms. And everything I do, listen, you're going to hear about it. Like I'm, you know, putting it out there. So yeah, feel free. Um, My contact information is on my Instagram page. And
0: all of that, so yeah, yeah. Go ahead and y'all follow her. Get in her DM when y'all see therapists or listen to therapists on this podcast. Go give them a shout out on Instagram. Just shoot them a DM and say, "Yo, I heard that podcast. It was fire. You Mm -hmm. inspired me to do this." It doesn't matter what level of your business or career you are in. If you are aspiring to be like her, tell her that. If you want to do an event one day, and maybe you want to come to hers, tell her that. You never know. Okay. So I want to thank you for the bottom of my heart by inspiring also our therapists who are already seasoned Mm -hmm. and showing them that it's okay to continue to invest in themselves and what i mean by that is not just finances but time because you're in a season right now that yeah you're dishing out money to invest back in your business with your systems and stuff yeah but you also have to give it time
1: exactly you know exactly
0: so thank you so much Thank thank you